Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Happy New Year! Welcome to 2024! I truly feel so honored that this episode gets aired on January 2nd because I feel like, especially if you're listening to this on January 2nd or early January, I get the privilege to hopefully help you kick off this new year in a positive headspace and give you tangible tips on how to use journaling to not only get into a positive headspace, but to use journaling throughout the year to actually feel your best, whatever it is, however it is that you want to feel. And in this episode, I'm actually going to be giving you specific journal prompts to first and foremost, kick off the new year and release 2023. Second, prompts for if you are setting a new year's resolution or intention that you have set in the past you know what these are. Like, I'm going to lose weight this year, or or even I'm going to read books this year, or a certain number of books this year. That's been me. I've always wanted to read, and then I don't end up doing it. So whatever it is, if you've set the same resolution this year that you have in the past and you haven't achieved it, I'm going to help you out. And then last but not least, I'm going to help you with how to actually create a habit out of journaling. So Let's dig right in. We can't talk about journal prompts to achieve any sort of goals this year without first talking about 2023 and the impact that it may have had on you and on us. A lot happened in 2023. Good, bad, mediocre, and not just tangible things, but a lot of things emotionally, a lot of ideas that got infiltrated in our heads. Again, some good, some not so good. And so I saw this quote from Brendan Burchard on Instagram, and it said, do not move on to 2024 without letting go of something significant from 2023. That may be an old idea, a label, a habit, a specific fear that you had, a an ego, a relationship. So just take a moment and potentially even journal on what is something that you can let go of from 2023. And this is one of my favorite journal prompts in general is what can I release? If you think of yourself carrying a backpack and it's like filled with heavy rocks and these problems, these rocks aren't all yours to carry. Like what are those things that you can just take off your back, release, let's leave it in 2023. What can that be for you? We have to let that go in order to free up the space for something new and exciting and extraordinary to enter in 2024. So this is me giving you permission to take rocks out of that backpack or take the backpack off, right? Let's just take it off, leave that in the past and walk into 2024 with an open mind and open heart. And I will help you through journaling, 
fill that with everything that you actually want to see and be and feel in this new year. Moving on to journal prompts specifically for the person that is setting a resolution or intention that you've set in the past because you haven't necessarily achieved it. These are actually the 10 most common New Year's resolutions. Number one, exercise more. Number two, lose weight. Number three, get organized. My aunt, I think it was my aunt, gave me the book, The Magic Art of Tidying Up. I think that's what it's called, The Art of Tidying Up. And I still haven't read it, so maybe number three should be mine. Number four, learn a new skill or hobby. Number five, live life to the fullest. It's pretty broad. Number six, save more money and or spend less money. Number seven, quit smoking. Number eight, spend more time with family and friends. Number nine, travel more. And number 10, read more. All right, so I'm not, I must not be alone in reading books. <laughs> so if you've set those resolutions before or any other resolutions that you haven't followed through on, I have two really good prompts that will help you. Number one, why haven't you followed through on that resolution? Take a few deep breaths and really think about why. And think about if it might likely is a few different reasons. Maybe it was just the season of life you were in. It just wasn't meant to be that year. Maybe it was the people around you. Maybe it was the lack of support. Maybe it was lack of interest in actually setting that resolution. You just set it because everybody else was setting it. Maybe it wasn't realistic. Maybe you set the goal to quit smoking cold turkey and that just wasn't realistic for you. So why haven't you followed through yet? Journal prompt number two, what can you do this year to ensure that you do follow through? Again, take a few deep breaths and for you, what feels right? Maybe you just need to choose a goal that feels more aligned for your season of life, for what you're going through. Maybe if it was lack of support, think of who is your support system or who can your support system be and how can you utilize them? Maybe if your goal wasn't realistic, what are but you still want to achieve that goal, what are smaller goals along the way? My goal with reading books, I think it was the goal or resolution to read one book a month. And I just, I didn't even do that in January. So maybe it's not a number of books, but maybe it's to read one page a day or 10 pages a week, or just something that feels more manageable. I'll put those in the show notes for you to come back to. And last but not least, how to create a journaling habit. I am well aware that Journaling in and of itself is something that a lot of people strive to do in the beginning of the year. A lot of people look at the new year as a fresh start and a great time to start journaling. But the, truly, the number one question I get is how do you stay consistent with journaling? Similar to all of these other resolutions that people don't follow through on, people find it really hard to make a habit 
out of journaling. So I have some tips for you on how to do that, whether journaling is your resolution or it's something else, but you're usually using journaling as a tool to achieve it. First and foremost, this is such a basic <laughs> tip, but it truly applies. Know your why. Why are you journaling? So some sub questions here. What are you, what, what, what feeling would you like to get out of journaling? If that is why you're journaling, or maybe what emotion are you looking to process with journaling? Or what situation do you want some clarity on? So what is it about journaling that made you set the intention to start journaling? What is that why behind it? Knowing that, at least in the beginning, will help you come back to it because you can think of that when you are feeling too busy, which I still believe that when you're too busy, that is when you need to show up because that's when, when we're too busy, we are likely overwhelmed and stressed and it's this downward spiral. And if we just pause and take a moment and process in our journals, we can have the same amount of workload on our plate, but feel so much more peace and calm, even with, with everything else going on. So take a moment, know your why, so that even when you're busy, even when you're stressed, even when you want to sleep in during your journaling time, you can push through and show up in your journal. Next, come up with that time of day that you want to journal. I also like to call this habit stacking. If you follow me on Instagram, you likely watch my stories. Every morning I journal and I do a little time lapse in my Instagram stories. I journal while I'm drinking my pre-workout. And then most days I do work out. Other days I start work or Griffin wakes up early and I just start my day. But I always wake up. I you know, brush my teeth, I go do listen to some personal development as I'm making my pre-workout. And then I sit down, drink my pre-workout and journal at the same time. So is there a specific time of day that you can journal? Or is there something that you always do, like drinking your pre-workout? Or um, I don't know, maybe it's like before you make dinner or before bed. I would love to be the type of person to journal at night there's a statistic that people are more emotional in the evening because two things. One, things happen throughout the day, right? We are just go about our day and things happen at work. Things happen within conversations that we just have so much more um, that that goes on emotionally and mentally and even physically than we do first thing when we wake up. And our bandwidth lowers, our toleration lowers throughout the day. So that at the end of the day, typically when you journal, you are more emotional. So you'll get more, you could get more out of the journal entry, but you'll you'll have more to say. So maybe for you, it's right before you go to bed. Maybe it's on your lunch break. So come up with a time of day or a habit that you can pair with your journaling. Next, what does consistency look like for you? 
this is another thing that I hear often and or expectation that my clients set for themselves that I think is unrealistic, especially if somebody is going from not journaling to then setting this expectation of journaling consistently for them means daily. I do not journal daily. I journal, I would say four days a week. I typically don't journal on the weekends just because I'm not really in my routine. I don't always work out on the weekends. Therefore, I don't always have my, no, I do always have my (laughs) pre-workout. I have my pre-workout every day, but it just looks different, right? And so I, if I'm feeling emotional, I'll journal on the weekends, but it's just kind of hit or miss, but I do during the week. But I have some clients that just journal twice a week and that works for them. So releasing any preconceived expectations that you may have had, what can consistency look like for you? One day a week, twice a week, every day, That's that would be fine too if that's something that is realistic for you. Second to last, get the tools. You've got to have a journal, right? And my best tip for picking a journal is just to get one that inspires you. People ask me all the time what my favorite journal is. If there is a journal with prompts in it, if there's a journal that, you know, guides me through. And my favorite journals are blank journals. I do have journals that have prompts in it, but for me, it really trips me up because When I open the journal and there's a prompt on that day, if I don't feel like writing about that prompt, I just get in my head and I'm like, oh, I can't journal today. Or I try and flip ahead to a different prompt, but then I'm writing in different pages of the journal all over the place. And I'm like, don't, I'm like, really like to be organized and like write page after page, not all over the place. So it just, I don't like it. I just like a clean journal. And then if I need prompts, I'll I'll help you in the next step. But just a blank journal with a pretty cover. I'll go to Target and just pick out a cover that inspires me. My very first journal that like was my transformation journal, I like to call it, had the ampersand sign, the and sign. And I loved it because for me, it it meant like, and my life goes on, and this is my next chapter, which was just the season of life that I was in. My next one was a beautiful one that my sister got me from Ireland. I have another one that I personally made, which of course I love because I crafted it specifically for what I wanted. So yeah, just pick one out that you enjoy. And this is going to sound silly probably, but choose pens that write smoothly. It is a game changer when you enjoy your pen. I love felt pens, again, from Target, or you can get them on Amazon. It's the brand U brands, or let me see what this brand is. Sarasa, S-A-R-A-S-A. That one was like a eight pack, I think, of different colors. So each entry is a different color. Love those ones. So I prefer felt pens, but as long as your pen is one that you enjoy writing with, I promise you're going to show up more in your journal. Silly, but true. Last but not least, so you've got your journal, you've got your pen, you know your why, you know what time of day you're going to journal because you're here, you're sitting down, you're showing up, and you know what consistency is going to look like for you. So what do you write? 
how I started was simply asking how I'm feeling. And at first, I was a recovering, like, positive Pam. I always was like, I'm good. I'm great. Nothing's wrong. But if I just could sit and take a few breaths and really ask myself, like, okay, sure, I'm feeling fine. But how am I really If I wasn't fine, if I had to define another emotion, what would it be? Or I would think about certain people in my life or certain situations happening in my life and ask myself, how am I feeling about that? If I wasn't feeling positive and fine about that, what would I be feeling? So just kind of viewing my life from different angles to prompt different emotions. Now for you, if you're already very honest with yourself that this is going to be easy, you're going to be very honest and say, I feel like crap, or I feel upset, or I feel frustrated. So once you are able to get that out, explore that, share, even though you know why, right? You know that you're frustrated because of some family situation that's going on, for example. You know that, but write it out in your journal. Act as if your journal doesn't know. Write it out in your journal. I'm frustrated because this happened. And then she said this, and it made me feel this way. Act as if you're writing the story like you're going to be telling yourself later on. Not like you're telling anybody else because you won't be, and that might trip you up thinking that you you have to tell somebody else. You're not going to be as honest. But write it in that way. I find that writing in that with that approach really helps me be honest. I can be as petty as I want, and I can just free write, and it feels really good. It feels like I can release. And if you get stuck I prompt myself through it by asking more questions. So simple things like you even go through like the what, why, when, where, who. Just keep asking and see what comes up and keep journaling. So this is the type of stuff that I work on with my private clients, but I do have some resources for you. Number one, I have my Create Your Calm five-day journal challenge. So this is going to be perfect for those of you that want to start journaling, but journaling for a full year is like, whoa, that's a lot. Even journaling for 30 days is feels like a lot. This is just five days and it drips the content to you every day for five days. So you, it's not like you can log in and do it all. You can only do one at a time. And so, and it's very bite-sized. You get video from me every day, actually one or two videos, but they're very short, five minutes or less. You get journal prompts from me every day and they're my journal prompt flow. So it's, it's, it starts off with a prompt, but then I prompt you through that kind of like I just said, prompt yourself through it, ask yourself questions. I give you the questions of how I would prompt myself through that initial prompt. So create your calm. And the whole point of that experiment is to go from chaos and overwhelm and stress and way too much on your plate to calm and peace and positivity and feeling supported and happy and optimistic. So that is a great one. And then the other one is if you want to 
be more self-paced and have a lot more prompts. I have my journal prompt archive. This is 100 prompts split up by what I refer to as emotional goals. So there are there's a whole segment of journal prompts based on self-sabotage. There's journal prompts for communication, for stress, for overwhelm. There's journal prompts for all of that. And then you also get my breakthrough blueprint, which prompts you through big emotions. And I give you blueprints for journaling through overwhelm and examples of what that looks like specific from my life. Examples of blueprinting through self-sabotage. I, I think I have three of them in there for you. And it has the 30-day mood tracker. So that would you'd be set to journal for over three months if you journal every single day. So I will share all of the prompts from today, links to those two resources in the show notes. You guys, I am so truly honored that you listened to this episode and you chose to bring in the new year with journal entries. I am excited for this new year and to help guide you and to continue being vulnerable with what I uncover in my own journal entries. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners, so make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast.